Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for being with us on a frigid Wednesday afternoon. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette, back from vacation. You're braving the elements with us. Yeah, nice and warm welcome. Yeah, it's a <laughs> toasty negative three, whatever it is by now outside. I was listening to the weather on the radio today. And I heard them say, it's going to warm up to negative two oh, later wow. tonight. And I don't know if that frustrated me more than the <laughs> fact that I was actually happy about that. Well, it was funny because on the flight home yesterday, they're like, they say the conditions of like where you're going. And they're like, oh, it's two degrees in Marquette. And everyone was like, oh, that's not even that bad. And I'm sitting there like, oh, am I going to freeze? Like, what is going on? Everyone keeps posting Snapchats or pictures mm-hmm. of their weather app from home. And apparently yeah. it's worse in Iowa. It's negative 20-something. And it's funny because everyone's like, oh, the UP, it's so cold, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like laughing at all the other places. Like, haha, you can make fun of us most of the winter, but we're not in negative 30 degree weather. So. Not right now. <laughs> Maybe at some point this winter. Yeah, not right now. Technically, so. we're in a state of emergency, but oh well. Uh, we've got play to go over today, but first of all, how was your vacation getting back It was good. It's always nice to go home, but yeah. you know, the parents, they can kind of get on your nerves. Oh, stop. So. Only a week. There, there's a reason why I left, you know. <laughs> can only handle a week of them, but it's good to be back. I've been welcomed back with obviously cold weather and a bunch of cancellations, yes. so I'll have to figure all that out when I get into work. <laughs> yeah, you may not have too many games to cover no, this week, yeah. although it is going to warm up, I think, towards It's going to be like 30 week. degrees on Saturday. I know, I can't wait. Yeah, That's going to yeah, feel so good. It is. It's going to feel amazing. <laughs> Rachel Zerby's in the studio with us, cold, frigid, late January afternoon, but we've got play to go over from... Uh, the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. The Super Bowl is this week, so we're obligated to talk about that. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on the game ahead of it. But I want to start with the 76ers because they're starting to look like a new team. They beat the Lakers last night. And I kind of like what Brett Brown is doing. Is He's he's having the guys almost refocus in a way by shifting the lineup. Jimmy Butler's taking over as the point guard. Ben Simmons is kind of playing that stretch four role. And it's almost like you switch things up here every few weeks, like Brett Brown is doing, you evolve, and it helps the guys to refocus. But you're the diehard. How are you feeling (laughs) about where the Sixers are at this point? Um, I mean, obviously they have all the pieces that are there. They've there are just some games where they perform, and I think eventually they're going to get it down. I think Brett Brown is going to find a rotation that works. My thing is we just don't have a bench. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be so, Markel Fultz's spot. Yeah. And who but, knows if he's ever going to play in a Philly uniform again. Probably. I mean, who knows? But I don't know. Jimmy Butler, Ben, and Joel, they're going to figure a way out to make it all work. When you've I mean, got that JJ kind of Redick. talent, yeah, yeah. you're going to be pretty good with that kind of mm-hmm. a lineup. feel a lot better about them than I do about the Celtics right now. <laughs> Boy, they are... I haven't really paid much attention to them. They, they won the other night against a surging Brooklyn team. But now Kyrie Irving's future with the team is in doubt, and it kept me up last night, to be honest with you. I was in bed worrying about, is Kyrie Irving going to be a Celtic next year? Because what am I going to do with my jersey? You know, what what am I... Burn it like everyone else. I'm not going to be one of those guys. (laughs) Just kidding. Not going to be one of those fans. What, do you think he's going to go to LA? I'm worried that he will. I'm... It seemed like he was pretty content with re-signing, that they would have something special, especially if Anthony Davis is still available toward mm-hmm. the summer and they have a chance to land him. 
but now it's starting to look like he could be a Laker. That idea is starting to gain a little more steam, and I'm worried that maybe the <laughs> Lakers are going to be the new super team in the NBA. Like, I, I, as a Celtics fan, I still like it when the Lakers are good. I don't yeah, like it where, yeah. when they're the Warriors and they're going to be, like, winning titles because now there's talk that they could get Anthony Davis, uh, Clay Thompson, and Kyrie Irving by next year and couple them with LeBron. Then who cares if you have Kuzma and Ball and Brandon Ingram? I mean, the Lakers are going to have to dish away everything Mm -hmm. they have. Yeah, they will. But if they get Clay and Kyrie and Davis or at least one of the three, maybe two, it'd be worth it. I mean, I'm not high on Lonzo Ball, and I'm I'm really not high on Brandon Ingram. I mean, Kuzma is about the only guy from that team I would actually want. But now the Lakers, outside of LeBron, Kuzma's probably about their only real asset. Mm-hmm. Him and Josh Hart, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be on the move anywhere. It sounds like they want, for whatever reason, Ingram and Lonzo. And that means we're going to get to hear more of LeVar Ball once his son isn't teammates with LeBron. We're There's going to start to no, hear from like, again. It's so funny how LeVar Ball kind of fell off planet Earth, it feels mm-hmm. like. You don't really hear much about him these days. He finally kind of got put in his place. I wonder how he feels, LeBron. though. They come out, Lonzo's party says that they want to be traded to a third team. Like, Lonzo doesn't want to go to the Pelicans. If I'm either front office, whether it be New Orleans or L.A., I really don't care what Lonzo Ball wants. Yeah, like, you're going to go where I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get a third party involved. So we're just picking and choosing teams these days? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what's so frustrating about the NBA. But. What do you think about the Anthony Davis sweepstakes? Where do you think he's gonna? Do you think he'll last until the summer and the Celtics will have a shot? There, he's going to LA. There's, um, so. he's not going to any team but LA. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm not gonna believe anything otherwise. <laughs> he's got. I did see though the Bucks like yeah. are interested, mm-hmm. but like I don't really. That was random to me. The Bucks are a team that might have a shot at landing him if they can put together a package. I would take the Bucks package over the Lakers if that's what they were willing to offer something. Like I would take their five, six, seven guys in their roster over the Lakers three, four, five guys like that. I mean, I think the Bucks are a lot deeper, and I would yeah. want them on my team rather than uh, Lonzo and um, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. But you think about maybe a team like. Well, any team besides L.A. because Anthony Davis says he's not going to sign with anybody else other than the Lakers when his contract is up in a year and a half. But what if he goes to a team that could contend for the NBA Finals this year, like Milwaukee or Toronto, and then he wins it? You think he'll really walk away from that with all that success? Like, maybe there would be a chance he would resign. Yeah, I still think his goal is L.A. I, I mean, you got to play with LeBron, you're in L.A., that's all you need to know. Like, we're going to, like, the East is always going to be losing athletes to L.A. That's mm-hmm. what I've just come to realize. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> the way it is. If the Lakers somehow manage to land A.D. and they put together a package that includes, we'll say, a future number one, Ingram Ball, maybe Kuzma, is that worth it to only get Anthony Davis? If you get either Clay or Kyrie, then... Yeah, it's definitely worth it. But is it worth it getting rid of your future only to get one guy who may not resign after a year and a half? He says the Lakers would be the only one he will resign with, but will he is going to be the question. No, I, I really don't think it is because if you think about it, how many years left does LeBron have? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we say every year, like, what 
season 16 he's in, and I feel mm-hmm. like he's not declining at all. But there's no way he's going to keep that up, whereas Anthony Davis is more of, I mean, obviously he's a younger guy, but is Anthony Davis going to be the face of your franchise then for the Lakers mm-hmm. with no one around him because you got rid of Lonzo and Kuzma and Ingram, you know? I'm wondering what the end goal would be for the Lakers if they did this because let's say Anthony Davis doesn't decide to re-sign here in a year and a half, and that's a possibility. I know he says LA's the only team he would re-sign with, but at some point he's going to want to win a title while he's still a top-10 talent. You're going to have to break up the Warriors if anyone wants to win a title. Exactly. Especially I mean, from the they West. they do that just like, by adding yeah, Davis? No. Yeah, no. I don't think that there's any getting by the Warriors this season, especially now that they're coming into their own and yeah. they've won 11 straight. So they're coming into their own right yeah. now, and they're peaking with Boogie. And even so, I still don't think that Clay, LeBron, and Anthony Davis can take down the Warriors. No? No. Not with... I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. As long as Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are together, I just think... They could beat anyone. Uh, they probably can. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty safe to assume that they could. Mm-hmm. The NBA landscape is changing in ways that we really haven't seen maybe since Kareem was on the trade block in 73. But it's going to be really fun to see where Anthony Davis lands mm-hmm. and how the landscape continues to change. He got fined $50,000 for tampering and violating the NBA's protocol I just kind of think that's stupid. I mean, what if what, what does it matter if a guy wants to go play somewhere else or he requests a trade to get off a team that's not going anywhere? That's like when coaches say something like good about another player mm-hmm. or something along those lines, they like get fined. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just like say what you want. It's weird. I think it's ridiculous. Like, Who cares? Pre- he wants to be traded. Might as well just tell the world instead of acting like you're happy where you're at, you know? Like couldn't they have Who fined cares? Jimmy Butler? If they wanted to. I saw that, but he never said the word trade. Because mm. I saw Rachel Nichols post, because someone asked her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, in our interview, he never said the word trade. Okay. And I told him, if you say you want to be traded, you're going to get fined. So it's it's weird. Well, Anthony Davis gets uh, rid of $50,000 yesterday because there's tampering supposedly going on in the NBA, which is stupid. I saw that's equivalent to $86 for a normal person. For a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be pretty good to be Anthony mm-hmm. Davis right now. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette's in studio with us. We'll take our first time out. We'll come back and we'll get Rachel's thoughts on the Super Bowl next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Thanks for being with us. Hope you're staying inside and staying warm in the frigid atmosphere, what have you. Super Bowl week, they're going to be thinking warm thoughts down in Atlanta. We've got the Patriots and Rams, New England, or maybe does L.A. have the upset in them? No, I'm still going with the Patriots. I just feel like they're... They're on a streak right now. They are. They are, and it's the yeah. Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like you're, as good of a coach as McVay is... I'm not going to put him over Belichick, and I'm certainly not going to put Jared Goff over Tom no, Brady. Yeah, there's something about the Rams that just doesn't like sit well with me. Like, no. yeah, they're a good team, but I just can't trust them. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that 
is going to think that this game's kind of going to be a blowout. Exactly. I can easily see yeah. this being a two-score game at least, mm-hmm. 10 to 14 points. Right now, it's the Patriots by a field goal. I just don't see that happening. Whatever happens, Todd Gurley has to be better than he has mm-hmm. been in the playoffs because he's been almost non-existent. C.J. Anderson has been their best rusher in the postseason. Yeah. You haven't even heard of I mean, he was hurt, mm-hmm. but... But still, still, I mean, he looks yeah. <laughs> like the most unathletic guy that is athletic in the NFL. Uh-huh. He's kind of like the Phil Kessel of the NFL. Like, Phil Kessel doesn't look athletic at all, but he's one of the greatest goal scorers in hockey. Same way with C.J. Anderson. The Rams, a lot of people will say they shouldn't be in this situation, that they shouldn't be in the Super Bowl, and it all goes back to that mispass interference call at the end of the NFC Championship game. Did you see that Adam Schefter report that four of the officials in that game have SoCal ties? Like, who cares? Do you think anyone really really thinks yeah, there's something like, going on there? I get it. Obviously, that's a missed call. Get over it. What? It, move on. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, Saints fans are... They, like, are going to, like, court or something. <laughs> like, is that real? Yeah, they've hired a lawyer to like, sue for, quote, emotional distress. It's ridiculous. It is, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. You think a city like that that parties as much as they do, they'd be over, yeah, able to get over it yeah. pretty quick. But, but it's funny because everyone's like, oh, they had the Minneapolis miracle mm. and then that. So it's like, maybe you guys just aren't meant to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you see Sean Payton uh, reportedly ate ice cream for three days and sat in his room and watched Netflix after the game. I mean, that's got to be, I honestly couldn't even imagine being in that position, how you lose a game like no, that. No. I don't know how it would take me until the next season started to get over that. Do you think anybody knew, outside of Rams fans and some diehard football junkies, knew who Nickel Roby Coleman was before <laughs> before he was do, part of that play? Do Rams fans even know? Like, are Rams fans going to be at the Super Bowl? Does, Does LA? Do they it? even have fans? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No. I don't know. There's Sad. some there's some guys that maybe saw the team when they were around in the 80s that mm-hmm. are going to make their way down there. Jay Billis, he was back in the day when they were in L.A. and didn't follow him when they went to St. Louis. But now he's kind of on the bandwagon. They're just not a team you can really get excited about. I mean, L.A.'s like not... When you think of L.A., I don't think of football. No. So. No. It's like they don't care about any team yeah. that's not the Lakers who's not good. You know, and we're starting to care about the Dodgers. It's obvious. I feel like every home game for any L.A. team is just the opposing team's fans. It kind of is. It's sad. How can you, like, uh, I don't know. That would make me feel kind of crappy. Like, it who does. are we playing yeah. for? I mean, granted, they're millionaires, mm-hmm. but. They got no support around them, I feel like. Like, have you ever met a Rams fan? No. Yeah. No. Me either. At least not an L.A. Rams fan. A couple of no. St. Louis yeah, ones. Yeah, maybe. Especially, yeah, because you're kind of, isn't that near Iowa, kind yep. of? Yeah. Yep. It's fairly close. <laughs> I've been down to St. Louis. I've been to Bush Stadium and seen the Cardinals okay. play, but never seen the Rams. I want to go there. It's a cool place. Just to see, like, that arc. It's a cool yeah. place. You can see the arc over the outfield fence. Yeah, uh, there's a few stadiums on my bucket list, including Citizens Bank, that... I still need to yes. get to here at some point. It's awesome. Still no word on Bryce Harper, no. though. No, I know you've been waiting patiently for the announcement to come. I mean, I thought it was going to be yesterday because MLB, that game, like, teased us all. It was like, you're going to want to keep an eye on this account. And mm-hmm. we all assumed that Bryce Harper was going to be the front cover of it in, like, the uniform that he's going to. So I don't really know. I saw tweets. They're like, What's the rush? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, exactly. If there's no rush, just say it. Mm-hmm. If you know what's going to happen, what are you waiting for? 
It's annoying. Bryce Harper knows I it? Fe- yeah, they're probably doing so? this on purpose. They probably scrolled through all of Philly's Twitter like, wow, these people are wild. And they're just waiting. They're just playing with our emotions, and I don't like it. 15 days until pitchers and catchers report. He's got to hurry up. He'll, we'll wait till day 14. It's below zero, and we're talking about pitchers and catchers reporting. <laughs> I, I, I miss I was, baseball. Yeah. I miss baseball a lot, but we still got basketball. That's going to be a lot of fun coming down the stretch. And then we've got uh, the NHL Stanley Cup coming up. We've got the NBA All-Star Game coming up here in a few weeks. Are you a fan of the All-Star I Game? I am. Are the you? NBA All-Star Weekend is one of my favorites. All right. Especially out of all the professional like All-Star break mm-hmm. festivities, definitely the NBA. I don't know. It's more fun. They got J. Cole performing at halftime this yeah. year. Yeah. They have Meek Mill doing the intros. Oh, boy. <laughs> I saw that today, I think it was. Yeah. Starting lineup for Team Giannis, Team LeBron, introduced by Meek Mill. Yeah. It's going to be lit. <laughs> I, it's going to be lit. <laughs> That's your direct quote of the yeah. day. <laughs> Uh, the NBA and the NFL kind of colliding where they are at the same time. You can throw in the Bryce Harper news as well. Anthony Davis right now, he's the big trade sweepstakes guy. He does this on Super Week, and then Bryce Harper's kind of stringing it along too. So a lot of sports fans mm-hmm. right now are kind of on pins and needles waiting for something to happen. Philadelphia fans through and through probably are that way a little bit because Bryce Harper, of course, they don't know what's going on in the locker room between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, the Eagles fans. And then, of course, Sixers fans have got a lot to feel good about. They're seeing the team change a little bit. I, there's a few of them who think they got a shot at landing Anthony Davis. There's no way. Really? If someone mentioned something to me, I was like, no. People are like, you wouldn't trade Joel Embiid for Anthony Davis oh, straight no. up? And I said, absolutely no. not. No, why would you? Joel Embiid is – he's – here for the long run as of now. That's what it seems like. Like, mm-hmm. he's the face of the franchise. We get Anthony Davis, He will. he's going to leave. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, he's not going to resign. I would never. I don't think we should ever get rid of Simmons or Embiid. No? No. I saw a possibility that Simmons could be put as part of a package. That was one of the proposals that was brought up to me. So you're not okay with Simmons leaving and maybe mm-hmm. some lower-level guy that rounds out the lineup. I'd rather them get rid of the bench and we'll just have five guys on our team. Oh, that works. <laughs> just play the same five yeah. all the time. Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Joel Embiid, and Anthony Davis. It certainly With T.J. McConnell Brown. on the bench. Oh, okay, Just yeah. him. Yeah, he can be the McConnell. only one on the bench. Yeah. Him and Brett Brown, it can be a lonely yeah. bench. And he would have no problem <laughs> keeping the guys focused then. Exactly. They'd be pretty focused yeah. on what they'd have to do. <laughs> I saw the latest... NBA playoff odds came out yesterday, and right now there are five teams in the Eastern Conference that are at 100% for getting in, and the five teams pretty obvious, Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Indiana, and the next highest is Brooklyn, and they're without Spencer Dinwiddie right now. I mean, what's going on with them? Where'd they come from? And all of a sudden turn into not a contender, but something maybe special in the next couple of years. Who knows? Is the rest of the East just that bad? Probably. I mean, the Pistons, <laughs> I thought they were going to be decent, but... They are right now below 30% odds of making. Fire. They, they fell again last night. I just, I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't see Andre Drummond factoring into their long-term plans because you need to be able to shoot if you're a big man in the modern NBA. And right now, nobody goes out to guard him. If Blake wants to go to work in the post, he's getting a double team every time because nobody goes out to guard mm-hmm. Drummond. 
I mean, if they want to move forward with two all-NBA talents, they probably can. The problem is that Drummond has such a big contract, and he can't shoot from the outside. He's a double-double machine, runs yeah. a pick-and-roll well, but they need to invest in some guard play. I still think he's the most overrated big in the league. Do you think Drummond. so? Yeah. I mean, he gets a double-double every night, but that doesn't He kind of has mean to. It. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but yeah, their guard play is... Horrendous. I mean, they're waiting for Reggie They literally Jackson only Bullock. have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond mm-hmm. on their team. Everyone else is like G League players. Probably. Well, at least not ready for the NBA yeah. yet. And they have high expectations for him. I just start to wonder at what point do you move on because Blake Griffin's not getting any younger. The problem is, do they have any draft capital left? My favorite, like, <laughs> I just think it's funny because what van gundy was the one who was bashing the process like mm-hmm. oh bub now you don't even have a, you're not a coach and your pistons will probably never see go anywhere near winning a title or winning mm-hmm. the east so you can just sit on be on tv i guess and he's on the Leptard show he was on today but I think it's funny because maybe he should trust the process. Maybe should have bit. trusted the process. It's working over in Philadelphia. Exactly. Things work. Yeah. It sucks in the moment, but I feel like the Pistons, they just, I don't know. I don't even know how to, what to say about them. Well, you went through some pretty tough years as a Philly fan for a long time, but you trusted the process and look where you are now. And it's funny because when I first moved here, I was like, wow, I thought I had it bad as a Philly fan. But the Tigers, <laughs> the Red Wings, the Lions, and the Pistons, I was like, oh, these poor people. All the, like, none of those, like, who's going to be the next upcoming franchise? Mm-hmm. Like, like, who would be the next yeah. Detroit franchise that can win a championship? It's uh, hard to pick, to be I honest with know. you. I'm tempted to say it could be the Red Wings, but even that's far from a yeah. guarantee. So I was like, I feel bad for these Michigan people. (laughs) Rachel Zerby in the studio with us. We hit the halfway point of the show. We got more coming up on the NBA after this on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Here's your Sports Center update. Soccer star Neymar will miss the next 10 weeks with a foot injury but won't require surgery. Army Athletic Director Boo Corrigan has been announced as the new AD at North Carolina State. And finally, congratulations to the Westwood High School bowling team. They wrapped up an undefeated regular season yesterday. It's the school's first ever unbeaten regular season and the program's first ever conference championship. Congratulations to the team and head coach Barry Ray. I'll chat with him during the coaches show on Friday. Once again, Danner and Rachel with you Wednesday afternoon. The NBA continues to be fun as ever. So does college basketball. I want to touch on that quick because Michigan looked really good last night. They top Ohio State 65-49. to I know you probably didn't get a chance to watch it coming home and no. being on the plane and what have you, but they tie Michigan State for first place in the Big Ten. They look really good against an Ohio State team that has been up and down. They were in the top 15 for a while. They won on that five-game losing streak, and they beat a pesky Nebraska team, and then they get thumped by Michigan last night, 65-49. to Big Ten is going to be really fun this year to see how things shake out. I think it's the deepest top to bottom where, as cliche as it is, anybody can beat each other mm-hmm. on a given night. But right now, is their favorite between Sparty or the Wolverines? 
I don't know. I was going to say, when is when do they play each other? Because that's going to be... February 24th and then March so 9th. I know away. we have to wait that far. It's so far away, but then they play like a week. Like they have a week between. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Like both the games. I can't wait to, for my first experience, Michigan and Michigan State for basketball. Football was kind of underwhelming because it wasn't a very good game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was down in East Lansing for that. That's right. You were down there and everything. <laughs> I fell asleep during the game. So did a lot of Spartans. So that, that's crushed. how that went. <laughs> it wasn't a very good football no. game. Basketball is going to be a pretty yeah. fun game. Oh, yeah. Though. I really like both of these teams a lot. You know, and I'm a Notre Dame guy. Everyone knows that by now. But, you know, and you look at guys like Jim Harbaugh, and, you know, he's fun to make into the villain type. And I'm sure Michigan fans feel the mm-hmm. same way about, about Brian Kelly. But I love John Beeline. I would love to have John Beeline for any coach. I mean, he's a likable guy, uh-huh. and he's good at what he does. Yeah, I was say, I feel like he's, like, really real, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't put on a show. No. He just does his job, and he does it very well. They are ranked fifth in the country, number one in defense as of yesterday. What is it with Michigan football and basketball? They invest in the defense. I mean, I'm not questioning it because it's working, but defense, that's the big thing. They hold a good Ohio State team to 49 points. Defense wins championships. It does. Or at least it used to. <laughs> yeah. You look at the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Not quite sure about that. But Wisconsin bounces back, and they get an 11-point win at Nebraska last night. Nebraska's hard to figure out because they've flirted right around the bottom of the top 25 this year. Now they lose to Ohio State and to Wisconsin. Wisconsin seems like they might be playing their best basketball right now. Wisconsin is always a team that I always feel like is overrated. You think so? Yeah. I feel like they're a team you don't want to play in March, though, because they can mm-hmm. be spoiler. They did that for Michigan's undefeated season. But for whatever reason, if any team has made Wisconsin look weak and vulnerable this year, it was the Minnesota Golden Gophers, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing for me to try and figure out. Yeah. hack a hap I mean, it actually works. I'm kind of surprised more teams haven't done mm-hmm. it, to be honest yeah, with really. you. <laughs> Ethan Happ, you think he's going to translate to the NBA? I mean, he's got the skill set, but he's got to be a better free throw shooter. I don't know. I mean, do you have to really make your free throws in the NBA? Sometimes. I mean, Shaq got away with it. Some guys can get away with it. Andre Drummond kind of gets away with it. Yeah, I I mean, Hap has the skill set where he could go to the NBA. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see how that one pans out. There's nothing that frustrates me more, though, than when people miss their foul shots. Yeah. And, well, you sound like a coach. You know, there's nothing that frustrates a coach it's more. It's like, come on, you're playing. Like, I get it. You don't make all your shots. No. But one one out of two I can deal with, obviously. But when you go over two from the foul line, no, you're done. That makes me angry. <laughs> Especially when it's a guard who's doing yeah. it. But I love big men who hit their free It's throws. so funny. It's so it's funny watching big men try to like shoot. You can just tell like you, you just belong in the paint. Like don't venture out. Who's got the greatest three-point shot for any big man? College or pro? Does anybody come to mind? I'm trying to think who's a good shooter. I mean, Boogie's shooting pretty well from back there. Joel Embiid can knock yeah, him down. Yeah, he can. He can knock him down. He kind of shoots a little too much from behind the right. arc, but Ben Simmons probably works out better as a forward than a guard <laughs> yeah. because he's, he's yeah, not the one yeah, you want shooting a yeah. game-winning three. No. Has he made one in his NBA career? I don't think he has. Yeah. I saw a prop bet because he is like starting to shoot jumpers. 
I think he did attempt one three, but he missed it. And they're like, when is Ben Simmons going to, like, what are the odds Ben Simmons makes a three-pointer this game or something like that? Wasn't it the other night he tried his first of the year, but it was a half quarter to try and beat the buzzer so we can Oh, that's not even fair. That, no, yeah, that doesn't even count. We won't, make him, <laughs> we won't make him count for that. But, yeah, it's amazing to think someone at that position can get to the NBA without being able to shoot. So I kind of like the move of him going to the forward mm-hmm. position, at least albeit a stretch four. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're still waiting to see yeah. as a fan where you're too emotionally invested mm-hmm. how things are going to pan out in this one. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything to ease my fears about Kyrie Irving? Because I oh, keep gosh, going back no. to that. I keep getting worried that maybe Kyrie's actually leaving. I thought him and LeBron were supposed to hate each other. Maybe they just hated Dan Gilbert, not well, each other. Well, I mean, did you think that Kyrie was going to like be a Celtic forever? I was kind of hoping, wishful thinking, but... I can't get my mind off that. I need a little bit of ease. I got that awesome black Celtics jersey. (laughs) Those are my favorite Celtics jersey. Yeah, those are nice. And I don't want to get rid of that or have to burn it. Maybe I will turn into one of those people. I'll be so devastated. But he's got a movie deal coming up. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? He's going to be the star in a movie about a hotel in Oklahoma City that's supposedly haunted. Apparently it's a real-life hotel. And NBA players have said that they have had haunted experiences there. Like Derek Rose got scared one night and he went into a teammate's room. I think it was James Johnson. And he spent the night with him because he was scared. What the heck? I'm, yeah, I know. I'm thinking of what is this going to be Derek filmed Rose. in like the summer? I don't know. How do NBA players this. have time to like, be actors? In exactly. Because LeBron is yeah. good at it. Supposedly Derek Rose is coming out with a new movie. The Pooh the Derek Rose story. I saw it on Twitter today. There's what? a trailer about it. Interesting. Yeah, these NBA guys have time to be actors. And I mean, a few of them are pretty good. I mean, LeBron's a good actor. LeBron was hilarious in that one movie. Trainwreck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron was pretty good yeah. in that one. Kyrie, I mean, he was good in Uncle Drew, so yeah. I have a feeling he'll be good in this. You know, they didn't write this movie for him. Like, one of the producers, all of a sudden, they have everybody in place and everything, and some guy just says, oh, yeah, I worked with Uncle Drew. You want me to try and get Kyrie to star in this? And they're like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, it kind of makes sense in a way. Mm-hmm. Like a haunted hotel in OKC where players have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can, like, see the fit, I well, guess. Well, it's a real place, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently Ron Artest has had an experience there where he said that he was inappropriately touched by a ghost. Okay. I'll take that for what it's worth, right, considering the source. Or Metal World Peace, <laughs> yeah. as he's known now. The panda's friend, or whatever he's been called in the past. Uh, who else has had experiences with it? Dwayne Wade has had something go on there, and so has Wesley Johnson. So, I don't know, you can look that up. It's the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City. but Why wouldn't they just have Russell Westbrook be the actor? I feel like he'd be good at acting. I feel like he would, but I feel like he'd be impossible to work with in a way. Like, I feel like he'd be a good actor. He just would be tough for the director to work with. Yeah, I could see that. I'd rather have Paul George. (laughs) I think I would. I'd rather have Paul George in there. Like, I I know Russ is charismatic and everything. I I think Paul George would be kind of boring. You think he would? Yeah. Paul George boring. Yeah. Compared to Westbrook? Well, I mean, anybody compared to Westbrook. (laughs) True. I mean, maybe Vanilla. Maybe Vanilla's arriving. He's like the NBA's Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Andrew Luck could star in a movie. Would you like? You know, to hear I Andrew watched Luck? him on NFL Live the other day, and I was like, 
Oh, he's like really. I could see him getting a TV deal when he's done. He's it was really good and like it was very personable. He is. like it just seemed very natural for him. He's like one of the nicest guys. Yeah. He's just one of the most pure nice guys you'll ever uh-huh. meet. He just people hear his voice, I guess. And the beautiful thing about football. And shoot, when the defense is out there, we're sitting on the bench and we're fans. When Vinny and Rigo and, and Lukey trot out there, we're, we're, you know, we're rooting like everybody else. And, and, and we have the, I guess, the benefit of being around everybody each day and seeing all the hard work that goes into a finished product on Sunday. So uh, when, when, when Vinny walks out there, just hoping that, that he does what he always does. And, and that's, that's why he's the greatest of all time. He's so consistent. He just, he just puts his head down and, and works. And uh, it's a true treat to, to get to play with him. We should have a, I was considering having something like this, but have our listeners call in and do an Andrew Luck voice oh, impression contest. I kind of want to hear how that would go. Maybe we'll do that at some point. I feel like Patrick Mahomes' voice is more distinct. We had that. We had a oh. contest back in November. It was, uh, whose voice would you rather have for the rest of your life? Would it be Patrick Mahomes or Andrew Luck? Oh. What would you pick? I know that's going to be tough for you to mail. <laughs> well, voices, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. Would you really? Yeah. Okay. Shoot. I don't know whose voice I would rather have between those two, but both of them are great guys and great yeah. quarterbacks. So <laughs> that's what I appreciate about those two. One will be the MVP and one will be comeback player of the year. Once the awards are announced on Saturday night, Saquon Barkley, offensive rookie of the year, you think? I mean, yeah. Who else would it be? Baker. No. <laughs> Not Baker. No. Rachel Zerby's in the studio with us. We owe you our last time out. We're back to finish this off after this on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Thanks for being with us. Almost down to the 5 o'clock hour. Well... NBA continues to do its thing, and so does James Harden. He dropped 30-plus for the 24th straight game last night, but he wasn't happy afterward. Didn't like his team's effort, didn't like their performance. He's a little frustrated. I know that he's getting his touches, he's getting his shots up that he wants, but it's almost starting to sound like he would rather be unselfish with the ball as long as he had a little bit of help. It's starting to sound that way. That's not what it seems like. How many of his points, wasn't it like 200-some straight were unassisted? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't tell if that's a good or a bad thing. It gives people like, pause. Yeah, it's like, obviously you're a ball hog. But do you think he but wants like, to win more than he wants to score? He's starting to sound a little frustrated with his help, or, or his lack of help, I should say. Well, I feel like if he wants to win, share the ball a little more. Yeah, he probably <laughs> should, but who do you trust on that I mean, team? he single-handedly can't win his team games he tries his darndest but at some point pj tucker is gonna have to step up and take that next but it's step. like how can they step up when they don't have the ball in their hands half right. the time harden is basically yeah. being lebron with ty Lu, what they have going on in houston right now yeah i don't know it's just weird like i mean obviously harden is offensively insane but you think just from has... like a basketball fan standpoint like i don't even think that's that cool do you think that he has the MVP locked up, or what else does he have to do here down the stretch? Win something in the playoffs? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we all know my input on the MVP. 
I just think because he stuffs the stat sheet every night. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so good. And like, yeah, he is good. But he also has the ball in his hands 80% of the time. He so does. I would imagine that he should be putting up the numbers he does. You think some guy like Giannis or Embiid or guys who are trying to go for the MVP might be, in that case, hurt by the amount of talent they have surrounding them? That they're not able to put up the shots like Harden is? Honestly, probably, yeah. But yeah. Giannis and Embiid, I think, are better all-around players they than are. James Harden. I think they are, too. Specifically, offensive, I think Harden is probably the best in the NBA no, right yeah. now, but not all-around. No. No. It's just, and like the one game when he missed, what, 17 three-pointers? Mm-hmm. I get it. You you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> if I was on that team, I would walk off the court. I would just sit there. Shoot your shot. Like, I wonder do the how, I wonder how his teammates feel. Are mm-hmm. they okay with that? I feel like Chris Paul won't be when he oh, comes yeah. back. Clint Capella probably won't be either. But P.J. Tucker probably is. I mean, it's like, yeah, you don't no pressure's on you. All you have to do is <laughs> stand there and maybe set a screen once or twice. Try to get the rebound and just give the ball back to him. I don't know, it just frustrates me. I just yeah. don't like that style of basketball. Oh, no, I know, like, and there's a lot of people upset yeah. at Tony for setting that kind of a tempo. But, I'm excited to see yeah. what they look like once Chris Paul comes back, how much this team is going to change, or if Harden's still going to be on his tear, or if Chris Paul's just going to be content to assist on his baskets. He, he won't have 200 mm-hmm. in a row unassisted once that happens. No, once absolutely comes back. not. I feel like Harden is doing this because he does want to get MVP two Mm, years in a row. Probably. Same how last year, I think it was, Russell Westbrook went bonkers his last game to get all these rebounds. So he would average a triple-double for, what, like the second year in a row or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's cool, but you kind of have, like, cheated in a way. Like, it just didn't come naturally. Like, you tried to get it. It's just annoying to me. I'm glad you brought up Russ because I keep wondering – is he still the best player on the Thunder, or is that Paul George? I mean, when playoff P decides to show up, Paul George is unstoppable. <laughs> I but, feel like it is Paul George right now. I'm starting yeah. to think more and more. I know what Russ is doing and the numbers he puts up. I mean, obviously you put the ball in Paul George's hands at the end of a game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that kind of decides who is the better player. More, I mean, he's more clutch, I should say. Think if Paul George did go to the Lakers in the offseason and the situation that the NBA would be in right now would be completely different. Would Anthony Davis even be thinking about going to the Lakers? Would they be considering that? Because I, I still blame Magic Johnson for the situation they're in because he didn't pursue Paul George aggressively enough and they didn't even have a free agent meeting with him. They wouldn't have had to give up anything but cash. But... Luke Walton's probably going to be the one who's fired out of all this because they're going to have to give up their future if they want to land one player in Anthony Davis. And I don't know if I'd rather have Davis or Paul George, either one, but they could have got away with getting a top 10, maybe top five NBA talent for just a little bit of cash, and the Lakers would be a top three team right now. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It is, but... I blame Magic Johnson more than Luke Walton, which makes me sad because Luke Walton's a good coach and he won't be the coach of the Lakers here in about probably a year. Yeah. I don't know. The Lakers are, like I said, I they can get all the talent they want over there, but I still don't think they're going to. They're not. Yeah, I don't think Golden it's going to be worth it. No. No. The only way Golden State, with the amount of talent they have, is going to lose is if they beat themselves. Yeah. 
But the thing is, will Kevin Durant still be there next year? Because I'm not sure he no, will. No, he'll probably... Doesn't he, like, want to go to the Lakers or something? I'm not sure that he wants to play in LeBron's shadow. I think he would like to play in L.A. My prediction is that he goes to the Clippers. I think he's going to go to the Clippers and team up with Kawhi Leonard. Whatever. They can all have fun <laughs> in the West. <laughs> because if we're being honest, I think the Eastern Conference is more fun than the Western well, Conference. Well, of course it is. We already know who's going to win the West, but you've got five teams who could win the exactly. East. No, the East is a lot more fun. And, you know, maybe there's somebody who can give the Warriors a little bit of a run mm-hmm. once you get to the NBA Finals. I'm excited for the finals. I am. I know that the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be mm-hmm. where it's at. That's where the competitive basketball is going to be. But I'm excited to see how this year's East is going to be able to take a step forward. And I'm excited to see Cleveland's not in it. We get a little yeah, bit of really. fresh blood in it. And like we all know, obviously, the Warriors are going to come out of the West. But I do think a team in the East can give Golden State a run for their money. In the conference, or in the NBA final. I want to end on this, because I talked about it on my show Monday. I I was by myself that day, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Saturday night against the Celtics, Steve Kerr picked up his 300th career win. He became the fastest coach in any of the four pro sports in North America, football, hockey, baseball, and basketball. He became the fastest coach to get his 300th win. It took him 377 games. And I, I think Steve Kerr is a great coach, and but did some of that... Um, happened because of the personnel that he had on his team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Those wins are 100% all credit to who he has on his team. Really? I'm sorry. I don't think NBA coaches like do a lot of coaching. Well, not a lot. Not all of them. But Popovich. I mean, well, Brad yeah. Stevens. There are a couple of exceptions, yeah. maybe. But, yeah, you saw, I mean, Ty Lue in Cleveland. David Blatt in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, you're right. NBA coaches a lot of time are placeholders. Uh-huh. But... I don't know. I I think Steve Kerr's a good coach. I mean, yeah, it's deserving, but the people on his team really helped. Right. Well, absolutely. (laughs) And he wouldn't have got to 300 without them. I'm just wondering, where does Steve Kerr rank among some of the best coaches? Or if any other coach in the league could have taken that team and had even more success, gotten to 300 wins faster, like if Brad Stevens or Pop or prime Phil Jackson coached that team how much better would they be in terms of wins? Like, Kerr's record yeah. was 377 by Saturday night. Would they have been better by 15, 20 wins? Or I, I think the biggest thing is they would have won the 2016 finals. They wouldn't have blown that 3-1 lead maybe with Pop or with Stevens. I, I give credit to Kerr. I think he's a good coach, mm-hmm. but his talent... Yeah, and I feel like we'll definitely there. be able to get a better idea of how good of a coach he is when he doesn't have five all-stars mm-hmm. on his starting lineup can you imagine next year if clay and durant leave they both go to la two different teams and his second best player is draymond and my thing like what would, what's steph curry gonna do because mm-hmm. he doesn't strike me as the player who is going to like leave golden state no like i feel like he's going to be there forever he will he will i don't see him going anywhere no. else but it's like our, when everyone else leaves, like are people going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go play with Steph Curry? Mm. Like It's not like, oh, yeah, I want to go play with LeBron James or Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't Especially really... if those are super teams. Yeah. Do you want to play with LeBron and AD in L.A.? Do you want to play with Kawhi and uh, Kevin Durant in L.A.? Or do you want to play with Steph and Draymond in Golden yeah. State? No. Draymond Green literally went up to his front office, the guys that have groomed him since he was at Michigan State, 
and he told them earlier this year, it's either me or KD, and they literally laughed in his face. I mean... Draymond's not even that good. He's not as good as he's made out to Uh be, is the thing. He's not ready to be the number two option on an NBA team. Mm -mm. Even if it's the Warriors without Clay and Durant. So, I feel bad for the Warrior front office and what they have to deal with here over the offseason, but... I'd be okay with seeing it because, again, I want to see a different finals mm-hmm. matchup. It's going to be funny when all the Warriors fans are no longer Warriors fans and they turn into, <laughs> what, Clippers fans or yeah, Lakers Clippers. fans. Yeah, do the Clippers or the Rams have more fans, do you think? Do they have any fans? I would say probably the Clippers. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Especially if they can land at least one big name in the offseason, if they can get Durant or Kawhi, maybe both. I still think mm-hmm. they can get both. I really do. I think it'd be a fun thing to see. I don't know. (laughs) Rachel Zerby's in the studio with us. We are out of time, as always. Appreciate you being here. Glad to have you back. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to be here. By the way, a couple of news and notes just to touch on before we sign off for the day. Roger Goodell did release a statement this afternoon regarding the missed pass interference call at the end of the NFC Championship game. We didn't have time to break that down. He did that. After we had already gotten our show planned out for the day, we will touch on that tomorrow. High school basketball news. Barriga boys basketball coach Chris Lonesfoot has been fired. Barriga was 1-32 in the last one and a half seasons. Under Lonesfoot, there has not yet been a determined replacement. That's it for us. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Sports Pen. For Rachel Zerby, I'm Tanner Hoop signing off on ESPN-UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.